Welcome to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, sponsored by our partner broker, Pepperstone. Hey guys, I hope you're all well and truly lit. We are back with another podcast. And once again, you just have my dulcet tones until um, our other bloke comes into play here with me. Um, guys, actually, just, just a quick notice. Um, you, you, you may just be listening to this, but if you're watching this podcast, um, you will see on my head, basically, there is a little gash, um, which was actually a, quite a scary and traumatic time last, when was it, on Friday, actually, on Friday, um, I was in my office, I was quite busy, I didn't go to the gym, um, so I decided to, just in between sort of trades um, and other things that I had to take biz, uh, care of in my office, I, um, you know, the, the wrist resistance bands, okay, so um, if you're watching these, okay, so these resistance bands, and there's a little... Um, where is it? So there's a little knob here, this part, which if you've got resistance bands, I'm sure you can picture it in, in your head. And basically there's this little um, knob which goes over the door, goes over the sort of the door frame, you close the door and it sort of locks it in. And then you can start doing, obviously, whether you're doing your chest, you're doing your back, um, shoulders, whatever the case may be. And that just supports and keeps the resistance bands there in lock. Um, however, so as I was doing my back, working out my back, um, I was obviously, so I'm facing the door, I'm working out my back and, um, I go, I'm obviously quite, I'm quite strong. I'm pulling, um, work, working things out. And then all of a sudden happened within a flash, the door opened. It made way for that knob that was over the door frame opened and then full pelt, like hundred miles an hour in my head. And it actually felt like I had been punched you know, right in the head. Now, obviously I've been punched many times and I used to do Muay Thai uh, for many years. So I've been punched in the head. And, but this was something else, man. This was next level. No, it actually been like, I've been shot with like a, a rubber bullet in the head. Not that I know how that feels, but it was painful. Uh, it's a big thump. And I believe I was just, I was very dazed for a while. And I was just quite, I was quite um, relieved actually that it would, didn't get my eye. Because if that had got, my, got hit my eye, I wouldn't be seeing today. <laughs> I'm very confident I would have been seeing. So that was a bit of a, yeah, a bit of an incident. My, it was ble bleeding, absolutely bleeding everywhere. And um, it had, I had a big swollen head uh, lump there. But anyway, that's that done with over and out. <laughs> Let's get on with these markets. Guys, happy, happy week ahead, by the way. Hope last week treated you well. If it didn't, as a reminder, I, something I always used to preach is, look, if the week didn't go well, it doesn't matter. Okay. Things didn't go your way. That's also a blessing because that's contributing towards your journey. Whether you, you might've made some mistakes. Okay. You might've made some mistakes that were outside of your trading plan, your trading methodology, how you approach mindset, but then it's key that you go and reevaluate that. What exactly went wrong? What triggered um, you to forcefully do something that was wrong? Okay. Was it something to do with, um, just then deviating outside your plan and making irrational, you know, making irrational trades, illogical, um, and uh, that, uh, that obviously that you know <laughs> are wrong, but you still do it. Or was it the case of you didn't uh, observe or, or digest something on the fundamental front in terms of news flow, whatever it was? At the end of the day, it's learning that lesson from, from that week and allowing it to contribute towards your growth. Remember I said as well previously how, you know, there's things that I used to do that. And now when I think about them, they're quite traumatic 
know, when you get caught in red mist of just making the same error and you get stuck in this vicious cycle. And it's then just reminding yourself, look, I made that mistake before. I don't want to go back to that. I don't want my trading account to suffer. I don't want my growth to suffer. I don't want my development to suffer. And, you know, I still want to have longevity in these financial markets. And how am I going to do that? The way I'm going to do that is I need to, I must learn from my lessons. I know it's cliche, but some people need to hear it. I know they do because um, I, in my early, early part of my journey, I didn't listen. I don't think there was many um, sort of podcasts and stuff out. You know, for me, obviously my journey was very lonely, actually. Very, very, very lonely. So it's nice to see the likes of obviously us, you know, to plug in our app, obviously the two bloke train app, the community. There's a lot of more communities going around, even on the social media front, picking up pace which is beautiful, beautiful to see. And that's what we want. You know, we grow with each other. We, sh we, we learn from like-minded individuals. We share knowledge. Remember, uh, power is gained sharing knowledge. You also learn. You also help your own development when you're sharing things as well. Um, so, so do that. And then, of course, you know, your network is your net worth. I cannot stress that enough. The people that I'm in bed with, I'm not talking sexually. <laughs> I'm talking on the front of, um, you know, people that I do business with, people that are my mentors, um, and not necessarily on a trading front, but just general business moguls um, that I learn from. The fact that I am in bed with some of these guys has really helped me level up on, a, you know, on a personal level growth um, on a family level as well. But then, of course, on a monetary level, you know, largely, which is which is key. OK, so it's it's really important for you if you're not doing so already get out there put yourself out there whether it's in sort of trading communities whether it's at sort of perhaps networking events go and meet people okay because you will not i'm telling you your your growth levels the the, the amount that you accelerate in terms of you know your your chart your chart of growth um and your chart of earnings will not be uh, fast it will not be strong or steady it it would be a little bit lackluster if you don't put yourself out there and have that network i'm telling you it's key all right. I know I've gone on, on a massive tangent there. Um, so where was I going with this? Uh, oh, yeah. About learning your lessons. And that's why I've got these two little uh, tattoos on my hand as well. So I've got these uh, some years back and uh, it's like minor setbacks. So the minor setbacks of this week. OK, were there any lessons to be learned? Did you make some silly mistakes? OK, so minor setback. But don't worry, baby. I've learned from these lessons. I've, I've digested that. I'm not going to allow it to happen again. And this is what we're going to have now major comebacks baby that's what that's all about all right so keep that in your head this week guys all right on to sort of the economic events what did we have going on i'm gonna sort of uh, i'll share my screen in a moment obviously if you're you're, you're watching a podcast um but if you're listening you won't listen uh, you won't miss much we'll, we'll just describe through everything anyway that it once i get to the chart but last week was you know when you look at the dollar related oh i might as well just get it up now when you look at the dollar related we actually didn't go anywhere. Let me sort of share my screen here. Just to interrupt this podcast with an important notice. At Two Blokes Trading, we have a community trading app where you can engage with the blokes and like-minded traders to help you on your journey. There is a ton of free analysis across Forex, crypto, stocks, and commodities. We also have in-depth premium analysis with trade ideas, education, live trading sessions, and more for those that sign up via our broker sponsorship page. A nominal deposit of just $200 and start trading with Pepperstone and then get full access to the Two Blokes Trading app. Um, the dollar... Look at it. Look at a Dixie. Obviously, we finished in the week in the green. Don't get me wrong. But then look at the daily. Look at that. One, two, three, four, five. It was only Monday where we had that decent push to the upside. But then other than that, look at those trading days. It's so, so narrow. But then this narrow price action, look at what it looks like it's potentially forming. We've got a potentially a flag forming here on the dollar index. Okay, so 
sort of keep that in your head there. There's a potential flag forming via the dollar index. And we are looking to break out of this range and push to the upside. Um, we did run in some resistance there at, uh, on Friday, uh, excuse me, on Tuesday. Okay, we ran in some resistance at that psychological 104 mark. And then we formed this evening star. And I was just sort of pointing this out to the two blokes trading community. I was saying, look, keep an eye on this because if we get a closure the next day on Wednesday below this evening star, like a nice bearish candlestick, you know that we're changing trend, okay? Because remember, our evening stars, they appear at the top of the trend. Morning stars appear at the bottom of the trend. So that looked like almost like a perfect evening star forming there because I had a couple of confluences. We had that star and we had this big supply area. You guys can see that that supply area is well and truly enforced at the moment. If you're just listening, the supply area for the dollar index ranges from around 103.50 up towards 104. Okay, so quite chunky. Um, and very, very uh, forceful in terms of acting. You know, you could see here previously uh, back through middle of December, right up until uh, Jan, early Jan, that had been supporting the price. You know, you can see support, 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 support. And then ultimately we broke through that um, 104 towards 103.50 uh, demand zone, form of demand, retested that, and then selling came into play and it ran us all the way down towards, uh, well, to 180. You know, and that was after FOMC, when we had the FOMC uh, rate decision last, um, a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, so now the dollar does appear to have stayed to rebound. We've got two consecutive weeks where we've closed in the green. Um, and why, why? It's, there's a, there's a balance at the moment right now um, um, in terms of arguments, okay? Remember we'd been very much to the downside because we're thinking, all right, now the FOMC, the Central Bank of the United States, are going to be less aggressive with raising interest rates. There was some hope from the dollar bears that at the last rate decision, they were going to be quite uh, like the, the thing that would have really sent the dollar tumbling. We did tumble, but what would have seen it maintaining that pace would have been that they say, look, we're probably going to pause the next rate decision. We're going to pause raising interest rates at all. I know we're less aggressive, and we're just raising by 25 basis points rather than when we were hiking by 50 or even 75. Remember, 75 basis points was the norm for the FMC. The fact that we're only going to be hike, um, hiking by 25, but we're not pausing, by the way, guys, we're not pausing, raising rates. Um, yeah, so that was enough. That was enough to stop the dollar uh, the dollar bears in their tracks, okay? The dollar bears, as I say, they wanted the FMC to be pausing rates, okay? Uh, you know, But they're still going to be hiking. They said there's still some work to be done in bringing down inflation. We've had a few speakers. We had Jerome Powell, obviously, last week as well. On Tuesday, I believe it was, he just effectively said, there's still some work to be done. You know, we need to bring down inflation. It's not where we want it to be. And, you know, you can see that inflation is still elevated. It has come down, yes. And that's part and part why we've seen that big sell-off uh, for the dollar index from, you know, when you look at it, the, it really picked up pace in November because we had multiple uh, inflation readings, you know, in the form of CPIs and PPIs coming in lower you know, lower, which means uh, potentially the FMC can now slow down rate rises. So the dollar just lost cyber momentum completely. All right. So with that being said this week, by the way, guys, uh, we do have the, uh, we have CPIs uh, from the United States and just uh, having a look here. Let me just get out Forex factory. Now we do have inflation data. I know that. Let me share my screen. Go uh, just ch check a minute before we speak about anything else. So yeah, this week, there are a few things that I want to talk about, guys. So stay stay tuned with me. Um, something quite interesting with JPY as well. That's a big one. Um, so yeah, we've got 
have I got this right week? Oh, no, I'm, I'm a week ahead here on the calendar. All right. So Tuesday, we've got US CPI data. It's expected at 0.5% from the previous minus 0.1%. Uh, on the month for month and the year on year number expected at 6.2% expected to cool from 6.5%. So the monthly is expected to pick up, but the yearly is expected to cool. <laughs> and then we've got the core CPI expected to pick up to 0.4% from the previous 0.3%. All right. So, mm, you know, it makes sense. The the estimates are really inflation's not cooling that much. It appears from some of those readings there potentially higher. So no wonder the FOMC are like, we still got a lot of work to do. So yeah, if that, if those numbers come out higher, that's going to still support the dollar index uh, in pushing that to the North. If they come out lower, then we can expect that dollar downside to continue. So it's in the balance. We've got to see what happens with these numbers. You know, anything can happen with these numbers. We saw that on non-farm payrolls last week, for goodness sakes, you know, the, uh, the week before last, uh, you know, so yeah, we've got us retail sales. On Wednesday, um, we've got Aussie and labor market data. We might as well keep an eye on that for Aussie. Okay, and PPIs from the United States on Thursday. So you can see it's very, very about dollar, very much about dollar uh, inflation data. Okay. So with this dollar rebound, what does it mean for the dollar peers? I just want to carry on, um, sort of keep an eye on my screen share here. And we'll just talk about euro, obviously, as I say, if you're just listening in, um, then we'll just describe it. So Last week, another bearish closure for Euro. The week before that, and a week at the end of Jan, leading us into Feb, we formed this, as I remember noted, this shooting star. Okay, this shooting star. And now that's been validated with downside in the la last week. We fell from 10, just sub 108, all the way down to 106.75 there at the lows at the close. You know, 106.66, actually, the lows there on Friday. Okay. Um, so where are we going? I said, if we breach this support, I said it last week or whenever I said it, if we breach the support around 108, this comes all the way down to 105.50. And that's exactly what we're doing. Look here on a daily, we've broken out. You see on the flip side to the Dixie, remember that dollar index bull flag? Look at this Euro bear flag. One, two, three, sort of four days of narrowing, consolidating, forming this flag, and now the breakout there on Friday. So watch out. We might have a little pullback in towards sort of 107, but then expect those that pullback to be sold, you know, which what we're observing at the moment with the dollar index as well. Um, so we will now want to keep an eye on this support around 105.50 there for euro dollar. Okay, so really losing some momentum. Um, and as I say, that's just on this dollar, this step, this comeback, this stage of a rebound, for the dollar index. So it appears, as I say, the bears have gone away. Bye bears. Hello bulls. The bulls are back. <laughs> dollar bulls are back. <laughs> in terms of sustainability, uh, for me, I will um, give you my thoughts on that after CPI this week, obviously on Tuesday and Thursday. CPI on Tuesday, PPIs on Thursday. So I'll give you my verdict in terms of how sustainable this dollar bull run is. Uh, but right now I can, I can say the dollar bulls are back. But sustainability, we will reevaluate that. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Um, yes, yen, JPY. I'm going to share my screen a minute again. Uh, actually, I'll do that in a moment. But guys, you may have noticed last week, back in the last week, look at yen. Pull up your yen charts if you haven't pulled them up. Yen is stronger across the board. Why? Well, basically, we've got uh, incoming new uh, reshuffle of the uh, the Bank of Japan board of governors. And we've got three main guys that are coming in, okay? And they are effectively much more hawkish than Kuroda. Those who know, 
Bank of Japan's Kuroda, he is extremely dovish. He's leaving the Bank of Japan in April. He'll be out. He'll be gone. I think his last serving is the month of March. He'll be gone and he'll be replaced. He's the guy that introduced ultra easy policy for the Bank of Japan. You know, a policy that we hadn't seen in the history, I believe, of not just Japan or the world. You know, they obviously were, they were pumping like a shitload into the Japanese economy to, to just put that into, into monetary terms, a shitload. <laughs> obviously a lot of QE. Loads, rates were low, they're in negative territory, but then they were also had yield curve control, which effectively, uh, just put it in a nutshell for you, they were controlling um, yields, okay, on longer term and shorter term, um, on short, on, on longer and shorter term yields. So effectively, they just didn't want the yields to go past a certain levels, it, to put it into, an, in, into layman's terms, all right? So that was very dovish of them. But now, Corona's on his way out. These guys that are coming in have actually been a little bit, um, uh, they, they've criticized some of the Bank of Japan's current policies and there's definitely gonna be a change. There's gonna be a change. Japanese CPI has been picking up pace. It's been picking up pace. What do we do? We raise interest rates. We start raising interest rates. The economy can withstand it um, to try and cool down inflation. Um, but yeah, so I'm expecting that to be, uh, to be really start driving yen uh, price action. Uh, influencing yen price action. I'm just going to share my screen here. So if you look, a lot of the yens, all right, look here, for example, GJ, we've got narrowing. Look at that narrowing. It's been in place since the, uh, back in December, narrowing, 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 potential, well, triangular structure, potential bearish pennant. Look at euro yen, same sort of price action, narrowing pennant structure, like these ranges are subject to a breakout and they could come as markets start focusing on these new incoming BOJ members. Aussie yen as well, forming a bit of a bearish flag here via the daily. Uh, NZDN, <laughs> another pennant. You get the point. So a lot of narrowing and subject to explosive potential moves of strength into JPY um, in, well, coming, coming, imminent, imminent. Uh, as markets start to focus on outgoing Corona and incoming these new three uh, key uh, hawkish, you know, more hawkish, less, uh, definitely less dovish BOJ members. All right, so that's that. Um, apart from that, guys, yeah, that's that's it. As a as a note, please, please, please get involved in the two blocks trading community just for your own benefit, really. Obviously, we're building out a community. What I explained as I preached at the start of this podcast about being with like-minded individuals, help you on your own development, help you on your trading journey. Do not hesitate to get involved. Have an amazing week. Stay lit, stay blessed, and as I always say, let's get it. Skrr!